In this section of Unit 4 for Introduction to Canine Conditioning, we are going to be talking about dealing with extreme weather. This section is organized by first we're going to look at what is heat stroke. We're going to be focusing on heat stroke and which dogs are at high risk for heat stroke, what are the symptoms, and how can we prevent it. First off, uh, for people to consider is that heat stroke is officially defined as a core body temperature of being greater than 106 degrees Fahrenheit with dogs. And this is where you're, you're considering a history of environmental exposure and, and there's no other reason for the body temperature to be that high. So it's not like the dog's having, um, let's say, inflammation illnesses, but this is a, a spike in body temperature due to the environmental exposure. And in the canine athlete or working dog, uh, we've actually seen in research studies that work-related elevations and, and body temperature, we, we can see dogs have temperature spike while they're working um, over 104. And even um, in some cases, we've seen them over 107 degrees Fahrenheit. And for some dogs, um, when they're working, you can see a spike in temperature that could represent a, just a normal physiological response to the demands of work under the conditions that they're they're working under. Um, the, I, the, one of the key things to think about here, though, is that the core body temperature should return to normal within 30 minutes af after exercise. So if you have, in some dogs, you might have an occasional a, a, a spike in the temperature that goes pretty high. And, and for other dogs, you might consider that this is, you know, a high danger zone. Um, but the key thing is here is you got to see the dog start to bring that temperature down very quickly once that intensity um, starts to, to slow down. You don't want to see it also maintaining and staying at that high level. Um, but this is these are kind of definitions, uh, a more formal definition of heat stroke, but you really have to pay close attention. Don't go just on body temperature, but you really want to pay close attention to your dog and what your dog is demonstrating. Now, dogs do not sweat through their skin like humans. They release heat primarily by panting, and they sweat through their foot pads and their nose. So um, if you think about the, the amount of body that is exposed to the outside whenever you're trying to expel heat and cool off, um, they're, they're limited. And so what's going to happen when the dog's having heat stroke is they're not able to cool off the body fast enough uh, when you're under the conditions that are bringing up a, a raise in body temperature. So heat stroke is a very, very serious condition. It requires immediate medical attention. You can have a dog that starts to show some some fatigue and starts to show some um, uh, a negative impact by the heat. You might not think much of it, but what happens is very, very quickly, the dog might be, look a little bit tired, a little bit overheated, but if you don't play, pay close attention, very, very quickly, this can become a, a, a medical emergency. And, and a dog within uh, a very quick amount of time um, some of the readings and some of the research were saying within 20 minutes or, or even less, a dog could actually die. So if a dog cannot effectively expel heat, the internal body temperature, it begins to rise. The dog's not going to be able to bring it, that body temperature down. Once the dog's temperature reaches 106 degrees Fahrenheit, damage to the body's cellular system and the organs, it may become irreversible. Um, so these are some of the conditions that you need to think about when you're working with a dog. Now, once the signs are detected, there's little time before serious damage or even death can occur. And it, there's a lot of cases where owners are, are really not aware that their dogs are developing this condition uh, until it's too late. So it, it's not until they start seeing the 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 kind of more obvious side effects that they think is going is going to caution them to get their dog cooled off. And what's going to happen is they've already reached the point where they can't bring the dog's body temperature down uh, fast enough to cool the dog off. Um, so, uh, I personally, you know, I have, I've heard of a number of people with working dogs and, and also, uh, sport dogs, 
um, dogs that have, you know, owners that are careful and, and vigilant and dogs that ha ha have died on the field or during training due to heat stroke. So this is a very, very serious condition um, for our dogs, uh, our high, our athletes, our high activity level dogs, our working dogs, and some breeds are more susceptible to it. So who's at risk in general, the very young and, and also the older dogs are at risk. The brachycephalic or the short-nosed breeds and the obese dogs. These are also dogs that are at risk. Dogs with long or thick coats and also dark-colored dogs. Um, these are just some generalities, but there are some, some breeds that are known to have more sensitivity to the heat. Uh, and also, if you have a dog, a really high-drive dog, some dogs just naturally are going to work at a higher intensity than others. And uh, so, for example, my, my Belgian Malinois, they're going to work at a much higher intensity than, than my, my family pet. And they're at much more of a risk because they will go, 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 go. And if I keep asking them to do things, um, they, will, they will actually work until they kill themselves if, if I'm not careful and if I'm not watching out for them. So you also have to consider um, your own individual dog, your dog's temperament, your dog's drives. Uh, are they the type of dog that will just kind of work nonstop until they're ready to fall over? Um, some dogs, they, they'll, they'll stop uh, or, or they'll refuse to do stuff for you as they start to get fatigued and tired. So these are some generalities for dogs who are, we do know are at risk, but you also have to take into individual considerations for your own dog. Um, there are other things to consider. Um, dogs with um, hyperthyroidism, cardiopulmonary disease, laryngeal paralysis. These are also dogs that have been shown to have um, more sensitivity to working in under uh, heat-related conditions. So what are the symptoms of heat stroke? Well, some of the things that you want to keep an eye out for uh, a general restlessness, agitation, whining, barking, other signs of anxiety, being aware of what your dog's normal behavior is and how your dog expresses anxiety, um, excessive or heavy panting, increased salivation, which can actually turn into an eventual drying of the gums and mucous membranes. So if you see that your dog is panting, but you don't actually see a lot of saliva, that some people might think, oh, the dog's not working very hard, but that could actually be a, a sign that you're actually getting to a very severe case of, of heat stroke where that salivation, you're actually seeing a drying up. So uh, just the fact that you see the, the salivating, that's not necessarily um, something that you have to judge just by the salivation, whether you see it, whether that's good or bad. So you can either have a lot of salivation, increased salivation, or you can actually see a decrease in a drying of the gums and the mucous membranes. Uh, bright red gums with possible, you can have a possible progression to paleness or grain. Um, so again, a lot of people will think, oh, you know, my dog's gums, they're, they're not bright red, so my dog maybe isn't that hot. Uh, but as you start to get into the more, the more serious zone going beyond red gums, um, paleness and grain is, is very serious. Um, so it, it's a combination of, of symptoms, being aware of your dog and, and knowing what conditions you're training under. But these are some things that you need to definitely consider. Other things, dizziness, staggering, or disorientation, um, lying down and unwilling or unable to get up, uh, vomiting, diarrhea, and you might actually have blood in it, collapsing or even loss of consciousness. Um, and as you see it really impacting the dog in a negative way, you can see more shallow breathing, eventual slowed or absent breathing, and even seizures and coma and death. And again, just a reminder that this, this can progress very quickly. So you might have some early symptoms and think, okay, and I'm going to throw the ball two or three more times. And that two or three more times, the dog's body's temperature keeps increasing. And that could be that extra one or two or three throws of the, of the ball 
can be what puts your dog over the edge and and gets the temperature so high and so quickly that you can't get it low uh, low enough to to rescue the dog. So just keep in mind, there's a various number of symptoms that you're seeing here, uh, but they can progress very very quickly, and your dog might not show uh, all of these. So what are some things that you can do to prevent heat stroke? Uh, number one is uh, be aware of acclimating your dog to exercise, uh, being aware of under what conditions, the, the kind of temperature, the climate, humidity that your dog is used to working under, what intensities your dog using whenever he's working under those conditions, and, and for how long. And noting any changes, if you're traveling, let's say you're used to training in 65 degree weather and you're traveling for a competition and it's a 75 degree day. Um, also pay attention to the humidity. My own dog, I was working on one day, it was cloudy, uh, it was breezy, it wasn't very cold, uh, it was... I guess it was, I think it was around 70, in the low 70s, but it was breezy and cloudy, so it felt like a pretty cool day to me. My dog did very well. A week or two later, it was the same conditions, and my dog very quickly got fatigued and was showing um, signs of, of just the heat was, was getting to him. And I was puzzled because I was like, well, it's cloudy, it's the same temperature. And the difference was one day the humidity was much, much higher. And, and I hadn't thought about it. But even um, even if the humidity is, is increasing and the temperature you might think is still is pretty cool that's something you need to consider and also it doesn't have to be hot for a dog to have heat stroke um, your dog can have all of these conditions and can actually have heat stroke in colder weather um, also some people think well if a dog's swimming and a dog's um, immersed in water the dog's not going to have heat stroke and that's also not the case you can have your dog swimming and the water does not necessarily have to be that cool and you can still be at risk of heat stroke so um, it's not always just a high temperature but being aware of what your dog's used to be working under what conditions he's working under provide access to water and recognize the early signs of heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Be very, very aware of your own dog and how your dog shows stress and is showing a reaction to working under these conditions. Notice your dog's general behavior, uh, breathing, panting, balance, color of the ears and gums, and be very aware of what is normal for your dog and what is normal for your dog in working conditions, and then noting when the dog starts to be uh, under, say, more stress than usual. And when you're when you're working in these conditions and you think your dog's starting to have a negative impact by the heat, retreat to a cooler area, retreat to air conditioning if you can, um, when the first signs of overheating are, are showing. Um, one time I was training in a field. Um, I was not near air conditioning. Well, my car was going to take a while. Uh, I have a large uh, Suburban. It's going to take a while for my car to really cool off. And um, my dog started showing some, some effects of heat exhaustion. And what I actually did was I was aware of where a water faucet was and I had a plastic crate in the car and I quickly, um, I filled water in the bottom of the crate, put them in the crate and laid them down and then I cranked up the AC in my car. So really be aware of your environment. Where do you have ready access to water? Uh, do you have access to an area where you can quickly cool your dog off? Can you put them in your car and get your car cooled off very quickly? But these are the things you need to be aware of. So treatment for heat stroke. Uh, seek medical help immediately if your dog shows signs of heat stroke. And it it's good if you can uh, call your veterinarian while you're en route. Uh, prepare your veterinarian. Tell them you're coming in, why you're coming in. And also your veterinarian might have some advice and some suggestions for things to do to help your dog and keep your dog stable as, as you're heading towards the veterinary clinic. 
And also, um, when you're cooling your dog, cool gradually using evaporative cooling. Uh, there has been some recommendations for using rubbing alcohol on the foot pads, under the front armpits, and on the groin or the flank areas. Um, I also, when I'm hosing off my dog, um, some of the things that we've done in training, we have a baby pool we fill with water. And we lay the dog in the baby pool. So the foot pads and the, under the armpits and the groin, these all are uh, key areas that are getting hit with the water and, and helping the dog cool off. And I'll also hose my dog off underneath in the belly. And I will hit these areas that will help the dog cool off faster than say if I were hosing my dog and, and I'm spraying the hose say on his back. So um, if you have access to water, if you have access to a baby pool, to a hose, um, if, and if you're limited in uh, what areas you can hit, these are the key areas you want to hit first to help speed up the cooling process. And finally, don't immerse dogs in ice or ice cold water by untrained personnel. And what, what can happen here is that cooling your dog too quickly can cause blood vessels to restrict, which can impede cooling. And some final thoughts that I, I'd like to leave you with is, um, number one is, again, I really, really want to emphasize that um, this can happen in just about any type of climate and weather. Um, it does not have to be hot outside in order for your dog to have heat stroke. So, um, so don't base it just on, on, on the temperature and, and the, the degrees outside or, or even indoors because it, it can be cold outside and you can still have these symptoms and your dog can be negatively influenced by working under colder conditions that could result to heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Um, and then... I also, number two, I wanted to just remind you that this, again, heat stroke, um, these symptoms and, and the, the progression of this can happen very, very, very quickly and can lead to death very quickly. So if you start to see the symptoms, you know, don't wait, don't say, well, I'm going to throw the ball one more time, two more times, three more times, because that could be what finally pushes your dog over the edge to the point where you can't get the do dog cooled off quickly enough. And then um, finally, number three, I wanted to point out one of the things that I've experienced with my own dog, one of my dogs, is that he was showing a lot of symptoms to, to it was kind of the, the early signs of, of heat stroke. And um, I was having a difficult time getting him cooled off, but I took him to the vet and we found that um, what we think was happening is when he was working, there were a couple times where his blood sugar actually dropped and dropped pretty low. And some of the symptoms look like what you would see for, for um, heat stroke. And so for my dog, simply going through the process of cooling him off that, that wasn't helping him enough, I actually keep uh, energy, energy gels in my car and similar to the energy gels that you use, uh, like marathon runners might use, but, but it's made for dogs. And so for, for my dog, one of the issues is a drop in blood sugar. And so in my emergency kit, I'll keep something in my car for that. So, so something to keep in mind is that there may be other types of conditions, uh, medical conditions or things uh, that might be going on with your dog that might um, show similar symptoms to heat stroke. Um, so, so if you're starting to see some of these signs uh, and your dog's uh, having difficulty handling heat, uh, see your veterinarian because there might be some other issues and some other things going on and, and just train, train smartly and, um, and, and learn to observe uh, your dog very, very closely and, and being aware of when your dog's being stressed under, um, extreme conditions and extreme being anything that goes, uh, above and beyond what your dog's normally used to working in.